Hello folks, this is Oliver and Rio from the band Wolfspirit and today we are going through the album Free. It was um, recorded 2014 with Michael Wagner and yeah, it was a full production in the USA, in Nashville and today we're just gonna listen through the tracks from uh, for the first track I'm Free to the last track I think it was Mercy, right? Yeah. And yeah, we're just gonna listen to our reactions here to the first podcast here uh, of from Wolf Spirit. And yeah, I hope you have fun. And that was the first album that was produced in Nashville, because the first one, uh, Dreamcatcher, was only mixed by Michael yes. Wagner. Yes, but we produced it ourselves. Right. Good old Germany. That was the one before the Dreamcatcher one. Yeah, and there's a huge difference between those two, sound of those two albums sonically. Yeah. There's a huge difference. But also song, when it comes to songwriting, there's a lot of uh, differences. Right. Also there. Um, it's going to start in just 10 seconds. Um, then we're going to hear the first track. We have... Um, was the, as Rio said, the first album that started uh, that we did full production, so everything from recording to um, yeah production to mixing and mastering done by Michael, Michael Wagner yep. in the Wild World Studios. And here it goes. Here it goes. Here it comes. Yeah. Awesome sound. Yep. That intro was uh, on a Taylor, by the way, the acoustic guitar. Okay. Lots of people ask me, like, what guitar was that? Was a, it's a really fast track. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, fast shuffle. Energetic. The really cool thing about that song is it switches between a shuffle feel and a 6-8. Yeah. Really? Never, yeah. never knew the that. The feel of the... Uh, <laughs> of never the, knew that. <laughs> you know, just listen to the verse and listen to um, the chorus. The feel of the of those two parts are... Oh yeah, okay. Like oh, one, is a, one is in a 6-8 feel and the other yeah. one is in a, in a shuffle feel. Okay. Like this for me is more like a 6-8 and the chorus is in a shuffle feel. You should know that. Yeah, <laughs> I should actually. <laughs> I'm just like baffled. I just, I just play it. Just, I don't think about <laughs> it. Though I think the sound from Michael Wagner's mixing is like here's a master like doing a really soft uh, and hi-fi sound, but also very uh, loud and energetic. Yeah, he's a master of uh, everything. Just everything. <laughs> of just uh, delivering a really powerful, but not sterile tone sound. He was uh, also completely against like um, compressing it too much in the mastering process. Uh huh. He said if we do yeah, that, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't put his name under that. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> because he wanted. To 
He wanted to uh, have it still be sounding musically. Yeah. And not squashed. That's what he definitely achieved here. I think that loudness war is over anyways. But it can't make it any more louder than it's already Yeah, is. it's uh, really reached a peak for quite a while now. I think that's why bands like uh, the Black Keys are so successful. Yeah. Just, they don't give a shit about that. They don't give a shit about being perfect, uh, being perfect on time, having the perfect sound, having everything sound perfect and clean. It's about the mojo, the rock and roll feel. Yeah, but uh, they really have like the slow-fi sound, but they do a good job at the mastering. To make it loud and yeah. um, clear. It's it's definitely an art for for itself. To create a sound like that. It's a pretty short song. Very compact. Yep. It's mm, another a, guitar intro. This is uh, one of the riffs that I'm really proud of. Yeah. It's I, I don't. I don't think I get enough Sounds recognition for that. For that riff. Just listen to how awesome that riff is. <laughs> because, but, but nobody has ever approached me. <laughs> yeah, because they just don't look through it. You know. I don't know what makes it so special, but it sounds cool. I came up with that riff in Ireland. Really? Yep. That's long ago. Yes, very long ago. song is about the nature right because uh, the lyrics are about being in nature and I thought it, being... I thought it's about shining but yeah it's like... the, the the moon is shining and the stars are shining tremolo guitar hear that in the background yeah yeah, I'm digging it. That's really cool. I'm like really proud of our own music. Yeah. But I think as a musician, you should be. If you're not proud of your own work, then you'll never be successful. No. Well, probably you can, but... But then, you're not going to be happy. Then you have to write uh, music like... Uh, that's Mark Slaughter, by the way. Yeah, that's Mark Slaughter. Featuring Mark Slaughter. He was really big at the beginning of the 90s and, and uh, end of the 80s. Yep. But yeah. He can still sing. It's a nice guy, actually. <laughs> he, like, he just loves food. That's what I just really experienced from his talking. He loves sushi? Uh, he loves food in general. It's like every kind of sweet stuff. and Really? That's what I... Like what he just like he discussed what kind of uh, sweet he eats at the evening. Oh, okay. Can't remember that. But but I do remember going to the sushi bar with him. Like every day, <laughs> every day sushi. But it was not Michael uh, Slaughter's fault, but Michael Wagner's fault. Yep. Because he uh, has has diabetes and. He said that he only can eat sushi, but actually makes no sense, but... Yeah, the weird thing is that um, rice has a lot of uh, sugars. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, but not sugars. But what do you call it? Carbs. But also sugar. There's also sugar in the rice. I think they put it in there so it's more sticky. Yes, that's true. Correct. That's a cool organ solo. Really proud of that. I don't have to, <laughs> to tell you that. It's a really nice vibe to the song. So positive, you know. I, th I think most of our music has a positive vibe. Like we're not a like a dark ritual, satanic kind of band. Like, we don't have anything to do with that. Except when you sing about dragging me to hell and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, that's more for fun. Yeah, we're not being serious. Fun. Kids, the devil's fun, but don't tell your parents. Let me live. Let me live. And I think it was some song that uh, was uh, inspiring us to write the song. I can't remember uh, which one it was. I know which one it is. Uh, Riff-wise, riff it's definitely CC Top. Uh, what's the title of that song? Uh, Just Got Paid. Just Got Paid, yes. That's a similar riff, but... I can remember that Michael had a lot of um, say in the the line, the the, the melody and the in the lead voice. Yeah, he like um, put a lot of um, yeah, effort in it to to shape the melody. I think the vocals are doubled. Yeah. The sound reminds me of that song with the rabbit, the... Oh, that it's 60 song. Uh, I called. know which one you mean. Uh, White, uh, White Jeff Rabbit? Jefferson Airplane. Yes. That's a similar sound to it. Really? Yeah. Just of the vocals? Yeah, just the vocals. Yeah. It also um, reminds me a bit of Peter Gunn, the riff. Like, yeah. The riff of... Yeah. Guitar riff. Really does. There's a special thing that uh, Michael does with the guitar sound. Um, he likes to put a, a chorus. A chorus on top of, the, um, of all guitars. Yeah. And... Uh, but he does it in a in a very subtle way, in a very tasteful way. Okay. I think. It's just supposed to make the guitar sound thicker, like a doubled guitar. Yeah, he's making it sound wider. Well, it's no wonder he's the king of the '80s yeah. uh, metal. Like he mixed all the great um, '80s master of puppets, for example, and Kid Row. What mm -hmm. else? The yeah, um, Ozzy Osbourne. He did. Ozzy. He did uh, Janet Jackson. I think he even won a, a Grammy for the Skid Row. Did you say Skid Row? No, no, for for the best reverb sound on drums. Yeah, I think on snare, snare drum. On snare. 
I didn't even know that you could win a Grammy yeah, <laughs> just for the snare. Didn't know like, that either. like there's some guy in the Grammys that says like, "Oh, that's a good snare sound." <laughs> then he should win a Grammy for that. Like they have to some special specialist just for snare. Cause he's working on it full time. Another organ solo. I think there's yes. more organ solos than guitar solos. It's like the most organ solos ever on an album really? ever produced. But that that's something I noticed when we played live in the set list. We, uh, we just played on radio. I think every second song had an organ solo in the middle. Okay. The middle part. What's up? The poor choice then. <laughs> what a good choice for me. That's a song where we wanted the, the vocals to start immediately. Because yeah. it was a neat trick. It's uh, tuned down pretty low. I can remember that the guitar sound was so awesome. It was so, sort of this trash can sound, but like when you heard it in the studio, when you track, were tracking the guitars, yeah. it was really sounding like big. I, found, I don't know how many guitar sounds are stacked on top of that. Uh, I don't think it's that many. At that time he worked a lot of, of the camper, because he had all his sounds profiled. Yeah, I think he still does. One thing uh, you must he, know he about, loves the camper. about Michael, that he was from the beginning on a really big fan of reamping, and the was like one of the first that invented the reamping uh, outboard M1W uh, the uh, MW1 MW1 yeah and then when the cam camper came out he was really um, uh, all in for it right? yeah well uh, it's perfect for the camper the reamping thing because uh, you can just switch really fast between sounds don't have to play it again and again but the thing about reamping is, um, like, it's not it's not for everyone. Like, I don't really like it that much. Because when yeah. I I tried it at home, it was like um, I, you just get lost. It takes a bit of fun out of playing, I guess. Yeah, I think there's something about just dedicating yourself to one sound, sticking to that sound. And making that work. Yeah. It's a different approach. Well, for a producer, it's really uh, really flexible. Yeah. If you want a, a different sound. What we haven't done on the prior album, Dreamcatcher, is that we had so many different sounds. Like, uh, what Michael did is that for every song, there was different uh, drum sounds, different guitar sounds. And that makes it more um, diverse. Yeah. On Dreamcatcher, we uh, it was always the same guitar sound. Everything yeah. was played with one guitar and one amp. And on uh, on free, that was something that new that we learned that yeah, you can put a lot more color into your album. Makes it a lot more colorful. It's like it's like when you're a painter and you're creating your own painting. Instead of just uh, using four different colors, why not use 50 different shades of colors that's something that we really learned with michael wagner i think yeah that's uh 
actually something that's standard in the music industry. Yeah. But we didn't do till then. I think it's not standard in the music industry. I think uh, at a certain level, um, because you you have to know how to use all those colors. Yeah. Sure, and you have to have the instruments, you know, the different snares, the different um, cymbals, uh, the different guitar amps. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that access. Also, with the progression of the digital age, oh, have so much samples and so much options right now. Like the aux from Apollo. Like whoa, whoa, did she hear that? Yeah, you're talking into the guitar. Yeah, in the pickup of the guitar. Yeah. I, mean, I thought about that yesterday. Really? Because uh, um, Martin had the crazy idea, our drummer had the crazy idea that to use maybe a pickup as a uh, microphone for the drums. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I can remember I finished tracking that song and uh, for some reason I just took the guitar and, uh, and I yelled OK into the pickup of the guitar and Michael was really astonished and was really happy that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, we're gonna use that. He was always open for uh, like creative things. He just like sounds. Yeah. Just like different sounds. I think he, that's because he's heard so many things. It's really hard uh, for him to get um, excited, excited about almost. stuff. Yeah. So he's uh, searching for different things now. This is Angel Out Man, the by the way. Stuff. New song. Oh, that's a pretty cool song. Um, Anud Martin, a drummer, uh, he says it reminds him of a Kadava song. Yeah, it so uh, sounds very like this uh, retro rock, heavy, dirty to the ground uh, kind of rock. It's pretty heavy. It's a like a down tempo heavy song i don't know the exact tempo but must be about 70 bpm or something like that i think there's another organ solo in this one right or was that a guitar solo uh, no. it's a pretty epic guitar solo yeah the lyrics are about uh, i think the story goes in lyrics that she, the protagonist, is sleeping, and she wakes up, and there's a image of a uh -huh. figure in the room, and she's asking herself, is it an angel or is it the devil? Yeah. But it could be, I don't know, the neighbor breaking in. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I don't know, but it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be it's actually just funny. Me. <laughs> As a, in the third part, uh, the last part of the song, there's this resolve of the question that it's not a devil it's actually an angel uh, angel that's why it's called angel man it would have been cooler if it was a demon or something like that yeah but i think the title gives it away already right angel man yeah no but lucifer is an angel too yeah the fallen angel true. be true so maybe he's saying like yes i am an angel <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know which one <laughs> My name is Lucifer. Well, that's that was just left out from the lyrics because it's right in the end, and we just cut it off. But it's 
Ah, epic guitar solo. Wow, there's, isn't there a mistake in that um, song? Like time signature wise? I don't, can't remember. Yeah, at the end. There's like a time signature mistake. Okay. I think we left out one beat or something yeah. like that. But we left it in because it was kind of cool, right? It sounds cool. Then that, this is like the... After the chorus, and we have this um, third part of the song. Like a C part. And now she's like revealing it's an angel. Yeah. We really like to do that, like, add another part where the song usually would have ended. Yeah, and like, and the same with Holy Smoke, some other uh, Time Lord was the same. But we stopped doing that. Yeah, we mainly, uh, we streamlined our songs a bit more on Fire and Ice. Well, I wouldn't say we streamlined it. I think we just uh, want them to sound more, more compact and more energetic. Yeah, that's streamlining. <laughs> <laughs> that was Moonlight. This is Moonlight. <laughs> so, a really epic power ballad. Moonlight, yeah. One of the best songs. We they always play this in wrote it? Me? No. <laughs> I think Debbie had the idea of the m uh, moonlight thing. The riff is uh, pretty similar to Holy Smoke, but it just sounds much cooler because it's tuned down low to C or something like that. Really low tuned, low tuning, drop C. Yeah. Sounds just sounds really really fat. Fat and heavy. Fat and humble. Oh, very humble, very heavy. And uh, that album is completely tuned down to, what is it, 432 hertz? Yes, that's because we have wanted to do the earth tone frequency. Yep, the Schumann frequency. Actually, when you came in the studio the first day, we were like, oh, that's not... Maybe it's a dumb idea, but then Michael heard the reason why. Because yeah. we didn't know why we wanted to do that. And he was like all thought, whoa, this is the Earth Zone, let's do this. Yeah, and I, again, I think it's because it was something different. Yeah, that could be. Because it sounds different. And it, in the process of the album, he was uh, again and again saying like, wow, this tuning really does make a difference. It really does make it sound different. Yeah, and if you try to play it with a... Uh, Normal tuned instrument, it's like it sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, if you play, want to play along, I mean. Well, most people don't know that want to play our songs don't notice and like, why I can't get this right? But is that just a rumor? But I heard that the Nazis actually um, said it has to be 440 hertz. <laughs> is that true? 
What's this international conference of tone pitch? Of who? Tone pitch? Tone pitch. Tone pitch. <laughs> I think it was 1939 in Berlin. And maybe they had to do something with it. I don't know. Okay. I'm sure there were some Nazis there. But the Nazis are always fought, you know? The evil ones. Yeah. You can always blame them. We could say, like, we're not gonna play in that Nazi frequency. Because <laughs> we're not fascists. Playing 432. <laughs> That's a really nice number. Like, 432. We should play, uh -huh. like, in 432.1. Mm hmm. But now, um, for the reason why it is 432, because it's, uh, I think, 36 times the Schumann frequency. 36 times 8 is 432. And for people who don't know what the Schumann frequency is, it's like the the resonance frequency of Earth. But what's that? What does that mean? Like the resonance of Earth? It's like the frequency where Earth resonates with this frequency. Like if you had a pitchfork. Yes. In space, and you would, and God would hit it. And Earth would shake. Yes. Okay. If that, that ever would happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a mighty big uh, pitchfork. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, that's a really beautiful song, my friend. Intro is pretty cool. I think we used the Mellotron with uh, the keyboards. Mm hmm. Spiritual song, right? But Jesus, isn't uh, it? I don't know. It could just be about her best friend. I think we wrote this for one uh, lady who um, sponsored part of the money. Yeah. Um, it's her text, her lyrics. Uh, yeah, it's uh, right. She gave the lyrics to us, and we wrote the song as a um, thank you, a dedication to for her, yeah. for her help. Some people don't like this track on this uh, really? album. Yeah. I think it's a good track because there's a lot of rock songs. Yeah, and that's kind of the chill down yeah. phase. That's impor important for albums. Come down. Yeah. For you. I don't know what comes again. after that. Time Lord, I think. Or. I would guess something. No, Wild Woman, I said. Up Tempo should be coming up next. Wild Woman, yeah. But. And see it on that screen. No, I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. <laughs> to uh, zoom too close in, but wait. No, no. Out. Don't tell no, me. Oh, it's white woman. Now we know. I think that's the same acoustic guitar that um, I played the intro of free. Uh, I know uh, it's a Taylor, I think. I can remember he used the Royal, um, the special ones with the tube amplification. Okay. Those like really expensive ones. Uh, 
It's like a mixture from of tube and ribbon mic. I think he also used that uh, Fritz, that head, that microphone head. Yes, for the guitar. That's like ten thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, like the, it's like the model of a perfect ear, right? But can't you always say that? No, because they they have this head built like a human head, and that's why it captures sound like a human. Okay. Like a human would hear it. I actually really need an idea. Just like, how does a human hear? Just let's build a head and put microphones <laughs> but, yeah, in. Yeah, but ears. how would you ever know how a how a human would hear? Because uh, the moment you um, let's say you record something with that head and you listen back on speakers, it's gonna it's always gonna be different speakers or head. So I think I, I don't think you can do that by ears. But you have to like use measurements, like um, instruments to measure it. Yeah. Because everybody hears different, so. Okay. Just wondering how that works. We just played that song live on radio. Yeah. Radio. Last scene. week ago. We're gonna do a restream of that, so. In case you didn't catch that. We wanted to record it on video, but uh, we had technical issues with the hard yeah. disk. Yeah, it was a bummer. It feels like it's speeding up. Yeah, but we played on click actually, so... But maybe... Um, just feels like it, you know? Yep. Like a Barracuda riff. Yeah. The, the lyrics are about Debbie being in school and she really hates it and she just wanna get out. That's like basically the lyrics. Yep. She, uh, Simple lyrics but effective. She disliked school so much that she wrote a song about it. <laughs> But I can understand it. I think a lot of people can relate. Yeah, I can relate to it. Sometimes school was just, you know, those teachers giving you a lot of shit and... I, I think mean, the worst time in school was all the testing and all the pressure you got from teachers. And, uh, uh, and you basically you put the pressure yourself. You put it yourself. Yeah, because it was uh, told to you that if you don't they're gonna not go to school. You're gonna have a crappy life. Yeah, there, there was teachers that was that was uh, telling us, like, look out of the window. You see those guys cleaning up the streets. Like, you yeah. wanna end up like them? <laughs> That's, that was the argument. Well, well, I, um, I told that to Martin that um, if I would go to school now with like grown up, like the adult that I am. Uh, I wouldn't take no shit from the teachers. Like, no. I, I would like be like, <laughs> yeah. What God crap are you telling <laughs> me here? <laughs> but that's just daydreaming. Like, why well, I would make them like suffer so much? <laughs> <laughs> but I think you could really argue because uh, you, now you have the wisdom and the self-esteem. Yeah, you just know. That, you just know how life works, and but as a teenager. Just have no life experience. No, you just did. You didn't have a chance against those teachers. 
Yeah, because you knew knew nothing. No. <laughs> it's like you don't even know how to like pay your bills and like how to um how do you get through life, you know? And some preacher says to you, if you don't learn this, you're gonna be uh, <laughs> uh, a failure. But on the other hand, I think we would be really, really good in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine that I would just have the best grades without doing anything. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's. I. Uh, it can be hard, the test. Can be hard, yeah. This is love. It's a really nice song here. Love this song. Oh, yeah. The bluesy thing. Uh, I was listening listening to a lot of Paul Kossoff. Free. The band Free. Top player. Yeah. And uh, this is like a little bit of a dedication to his playing. Because he was really the simplest kind of player. Like yeah. playing really stripped down uh, simple stuff. But every note that he played, he played with the absolute dedication. And it was just awesome, awesome listening to him. Yeah, it's a um, really simple riff, right? Let's try to uh, like capture that that dedication, that spirit, that riff. And go, it flows so easily into the chorus. Uh huh. Just like there's no effort in it. That's also one of my favorite songs on that album. Because uh, most songs it builds like up, it builds up, builds up to the chorus and like the explosion, but this is like just flows. Goes into the chorus. And that's like a Michael Wagner thing. Yeah. That sound. I don't know, let, let's not do a normal guitar solo. <laughs> I, I think this part was empty and then he said let's fill this yeah. with a guitar part. Yeah, it was empty. He was right. There was something missing. Yeah. I think um, what I learned to appreciate about this album is um, that how much um, how much hi-fi it sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally appreciate it now much more than I did. I always liked it, but now I now I can see how awesome yeah, how Michael awesome really did his job creating that sound. And because you have more experience now and a more like um, at more distance to it, it produced fire, blue eyes, fire and eyes. It produced the EP. What's it called, Dreamer? Yeah. And also now uh, the latest album is coming out. Um, Change the world uh -huh. coming out next year. And now it's just from the distance. It's got it's like really a special album. But this is um, Max Lauder again. Yes. I wrote this text. I wrote this lyrics here. He has a good speaking voice, also. Like, that deep radio thing. I think he's also a voice actor for, oh, okay. um, uh, for some animation show. Pretty cool guitar solo. 
That's something really cool about the solos. Like, a lot of solos are cut. Like, taking the best parts, doing five takes, and then always taking the best parts of those five takes. Yeah. And cutting it to one solo. That's also an art form for itself. And Michael Wagner uh, can yeah. really do... Yep. He made really awesome good solos. Merges. The same solo, uh, the same goes true for the so organ solo in Wild Woman. I think we spoke over it a bit, so... But you can hear, the, you can listen back to this track if you want. He said he always did it like that. He, he did it like, since the 80s. He's always yeah. been doing it like that. And he always was a digital guy. And mm -hmm. As soon as the digital recording was possible, he went straight to it. This is Time Lord here. Yeah. This is the surf rock song of the album. I think I wrote that riff. Yeah. This is like the space song. Starts with the chorus. A pretty unusual chorus, actually. An unusual riff here, right? Like the blues for scale, but the syncopation is strange a bit. In a good way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think for me it's like a surf rock riff. Yeah. It's a surf rock song. Yeah. Space surfing. Uh huh. It's like lyrics surfing with my time board. Tripping like a space lord. In my time machine. We wanted to do a music video. Where we have like this guy in the time machine, he goes in different time eras mm -hmm. and... You can still do that. Yeah. But we are, what we are doing right now is concentrate on the new album and we already did um, three music videos produced uh, for the new album. So when we yeah. have time, maybe someday. There's not much time in between. No, because there are no, uh, three new uh, music videos now we are producing next year. Just keep on moving, yeah. always pushing forward. Keep on moving uh, and doing new stuff. Could be a new song. Keep on moving. Isn't that a Deep Purple song? I don't know. It's it sounds a, cool. Yeah, it's a Deep Purple song, I think. I think this uh, percussion sound, I think Michael did. Uh-huh. With some... Uh, I don't know what he used. Yeah, I didn't see how he how he did that. He we just came in the studio and somehow he did that. Yeah, and then we uh, first didn't like it and it was really um, I don't know, was yeah, in a I... bad mood after it. <laughs> and then we said, okay, we like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is good. Yeah, but back then I don't know. It's like sometimes when you're <laughs> in the process from writing music, you just don't have the perspective. No. Then you just need a help from outside. That's why it's so good to have a producer. And again, here's that ending part. The C part. Like a re-intro into a new part. We have that on Holy Smoke. We have it on Angel Man. Time Lord. Knocking on your door. Knocking on your door. Any other song? I think that's it. 
but people have to understand that's because we we really like to jam live yeah at least we uh, used to do that we still do it i don't know if martin really likes to do that yeah he's not the drummer for it but daniel the drummer before him yeah, he, he, he was really that. into jamming it was like he came from the jazz drums so sometimes his rhythms were a bit too progressive man he's he's an awesome player but he's too awesome sometimes for rock music yeah sometimes you just have to keep like, it simple. sometimes I, I just got lost in his playing yeah, it's like where's the one <laughs> <laughs> this is like the 11th song spirit in my soul it's a song we haven't played much live i think one or two times which one is that spirit in my soul ah uh, but this is the first uh, starts with a guitar solo yeah but really short debbie also likes to sing about nature yeah like one of her themes nature love uh, angels relationship demons devils devils is a lot of devil songs um broken hearts yeah but I think in every album, on every album, we have some, something about devils. Mm-hmm. On Dream Capture was um, yeah. Crossroads. That's like a theme, the devil thing. Then we have Angel Man on this album. Wolves. Wolves? Yeah, wolves. Howling with the wolf. Yeah, that's a theme too. Yeah. Pretty groovy. Like a statement song, man. This is my statement. Yeah. Ah! That's also Paul Kossoff. Kindish. Kindish. Oh, okay. There's this uh, song, um. Which. How is it called? Heartbreaker, I think. By Free. Yeah. And try to. I wanted to have a riff like that. Oh, yeah. That's. It, it seems, sounds similar to Heartbreaker. Uh huh. That's a really cool bridge here. Just like uh, goes up once the tone. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really cool riff. That's like Monster Magnet. Mm -hmm. I think we should have done a whole song on, with this riff. But we chose to put it in the bridge. That's how awesome we are because we have so many good riffs. <laughs> You have yeah. to put them somewhere. <laughs> That's really true. Like, there's so many riff ideas. I don't think a lot, a lot of people have that problem. Yeah, it's a luxury problem. <laughs> I think it's a common problem. The thing is that people um, can't organize themselves. And they they really get lost in all those ideas. Yeah, some at some point you have to make a decision. You know, take this this out and people yeah you just have to start writing and do and com make the complete the song and then just uh, leave it be and i think that's the the progress that you need to get better at songwriting that's also something that um that i learned uh, from michael when we had when we were doing the production there was a uh, one moment 
when uh, I was like, ah, I'm not sure, I'm not not so sure about this take. I mean, it was a good take, but maybe I should try another one. And Michael was like, why? It was a good take. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but maybe I can do better, and maybe this take is better. And he was just like, yes, this was a good take, and this is also a good take, and this is a good just take. One of them, all of them are good. Like there's not. I was I was always searching for perfection, always searching for the best take. That's and a, that's I sometimes. I realized a, there is no best sometimes. That's a, sometimes a problem of singers that they really have. Um, what's it called? Self self esteem <laughs> issues. And they really want to get the best take, but they have this awesome takes already and then... Can you remember what she said? That intro? I don't know, but it sounds like No Way to Heaven or something. No, um, I remember it was just some casual sentence. Like, I like sushi every day or something like that. No, that's what we did in the... Uh, uh, played in, backwards. In the bridge part, I think. But the intro was also played backwards. I think it's not casual. There really? was some message. Really? Yeah. Okay. We just have to play the song backwards to find out. Because I can't remember what it was. Someone should do that. Yeah. And write it in the comments. Yeah, write it in the comments if you're... If you're having our songs, then just... Write out, play it backwards and then tell us what... Uh, <laughs> what the statement was. I think this song is about death. And death is also a, a recurring theme. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of like a the fifties kind of guitar pro um, not guitar uh, chord progressions. The choir. No, just the chords. The chords. Yeah. And why fifties? I don't know. It's just I think the tempo and just the way that. It feels. Mm. I don't know why. The song is um, has this duality to it because of the major and minor chord yeah. changes. And I think it, the song is also about like um, not giving up and also having like this negative and positive experience in your life, and that you always have to deal with those two polar polarities. Yeah, right. Like fire and ice. That's a theme. Yeah, that's also female. Like overcoming obstacles, achieving your dreams. And that's the the lyrics of the chorus. Sometimes I want to live, sometimes I want to die. What's other way around? Just the duality in life that... I don't feel like sometimes I want to die, but... Um, a feeling I had... Like, one or two weeks ago... Was like, I want to do a... A hibernation. Hibernate? What do you call it? Hibernation? Hibernation? Uh, yeah. When you sleep in the winter. Yes. Like a bear. Yes. <laughs> Would really like to do like that. Just, just... When the cold months come... Just fall, go into your... Into your place that's cold, cozy and warm. Fall asleep, have everything you need. Yeah, just then wake up in springtime. Yep. But actually, that's what the uh, our ancestors did. And 
we just have uh, distanced ourselves from the natural cycle so much that we don't have any contact to that an anymore. So, <laughs> when the farmers, they brought in the harvest, they just had nothing to do anymore. And the next few months, they just like laid around dormant and just uh, relaxed. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think they just laid around. <laughs> so we're really there, just uh, went home, talked and like... Yeah, but there's a lot of things you can do. Well, as a farmer, no. Yeah, but I just saw it's November right now. It's de now it's December, but a couple of days ago, I still saw farmers doing stuff. Yeah, they out still on the have videos. to do something, but not as much. The mo most time they just then um, sit around. And the winter is just. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm not sure, <laughs> sure if that's really true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty cool job, actually. Just work from. I don't know, what is it, March till October? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Do Thanksgiving. I don't mm. know, they have to work with big machines and nothing natural anymore. I wouldn't do it. I was watching a farmer the other day when I, had, when I was going for a walk with my dog. I was like, that's not the worst job. <laughs> Was just sitting in his tractor and, and then uh, doing that field thing. The new tractors are also have computers on board, and they can really. Then they. Uh, I don't think he had a had that on board. Some have high tech tractors, and they do all the work for you. Then. <laughs> yeah. This was the. I think there was I like Mexican food in this. Okay, next song is coming up. The last one, Mercy. Pretty nice. I love this guitar sound here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna close the door. This uh, guitar, uh, uh, this camera is still running. Okay, I'm back. I had to check if the door is closed. Because otherwise, it's gonna get cold in this room. That's like this bluegrass kind of uh, feeling here. Bluegrass. It's, it's the last song, right? Yes. Yeah. Last song. Yeah, this is southern. Southern <laughs> feel. Southern, uh, like southern folk music. Okay, Nashville is a great place, by the way. Just love to be there. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty cool song, actually. I haven't heard that for years now. Yeah. Pretty awesome. We should play that live. Yeah, we could try. We never tried it. Play it live. I think because of the acoustic guitars. Yeah. But I think that... But also, I mean, we have so many songs that... We have new songs that are being written and... Yeah. We just can't play everything live. But you can... It would take yeah. like... How many hours would that take if we played every I song? I think five hours or so. <laughs> I think we have over 70 songs. Think, Already, I don't think uh, our fans would uh, 
appreciate that. Some hardcore fans, <laughs> probably. <laughs> awesome organ sound yeah was uh, on the we played this on the old the leslie honda 22 and ah didn't michael buy a leslie just for yeah it's just for that production? For us. yeah he was he, like i'm never gonna use this anymore <laughs> no i saw that he used it on some um uh guitar tracks yeah for some reamping i think he just wanted to buy it anyway <laughs> it was yeah, a good reason I, I think to buy so it too. Leslie is something that you really cannot re uh, um, can't put it in a camper. You can't really make a profile, right? No, but because of the some, turning. There's some good emulations right now. Okay. But I think the real uh, the, the real thing is always better. Well, nothing sounds like having your amp being with your amp in the same room. Yeah. And Just especially a Leslie is really something special, I think. Have mercy. That's like a good... Um, that really fits the current uh, situation, right? What do you mean? I mean, like, there's so much... Uh, Bad stuff happened that it's like, come on, let's have mercy. <laughs> like, please, coronavirus, <laughs> have mercy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Was it 2014 produced free? I think we released it on 2014. Uh, June 15, 2015. I don't know which month it was. It was 2015. Uh, Pretty cool. It was a good release. Well, yeah. Got yeah. a lot of attention from all sorts of magazines and that. Good reviews. And we had a tour with uh, Uriah Heep. Yeah. Tours, actually. With yeah. that album in that one year. So. And then um, 2016, we had uh, Spiritual Beggars, I think. Yeah. And that was before we recorded Blue Eyes. Yeah. Okay, cool. that was it, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, and see you next time. And if you like this, uh, make sure to hit that bell icon or subscribe if you haven't already. And next time you will hear something about, uh, I think, Blue Eyes, or maybe we'll do Fire and Eyes. And... Yeah, just keep um, just keep on creating content for you. We're gonna do some live streams, I think. Some live streams are coming up. A as week well. or two. Okay. See um, you next time. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.